Welcome to Our Community, the podcast that elevates the voices within our schools and right here in the Oakland Mills community. My name is Samuel Hahn, and I am joined today by my co-host, Kiana Masharia. Kiana, how are you doing today? Sam, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great, too. And, you know, it's our, it's our second show. Uh, I think we've, we've gotten some pretty positive feedback based off the first show. Um, I know the first show was a little bit longer than we anticipated it for, uh, for it to be. But, you know, I, I do think our, our listeners out there really enjoyed learning um, a little bit more about Dr. Fink and the Oakland Mills High School community. And anytime that we, we get to talk to people, whether they be guests on our show or just in general with Oakland Mills United, it, I'm always pumped up to talk about all the amazing things that are coming out of the Oakland Mills community and all the things that a whole bunch of people are doing. Um, and, and the fact that we get to elevate that and let others know is something that I really enjoy doing. But, you know, a lot has happened since our, our, our last show, you know, um, the elections obviously have happened and obviously we're, we're going to see a transition in Washington, but even right here in our own community in Howard County, we're seeing a transition. I think for the first time in a very long time, we're going to finally have someone on the board of education that represents district two in the Oakland Mills community. So, uh, you know, to Antonio, Antonia Barkley Watts, congratulations once again. And, you know, I hope to have her on our show for, you know, for our listeners to learn about more about what she, you know, who she is and the things that she's doing, but, you know, that's for a different day. Uh, so, I mean, but we do have a very special guest today and, and, and I'm so thrilled to have her on. Aren't you Kiana? Yes, I'm actually very excited to have her um, on our show today. Um, our first, our guest for the second episode is Miss Brooks. So this is somebody who's taught me um, when I was in eighth grade. Um, she taught me for the beginning of the year, eighth grade English. Um, but then um, she moved to Puerto Rico with, oop, my, my apologies. She moved to Costa Rica um, with her family. And I thought that it was like my last time seeing Miss Brooks and we did say our goodbyes. But then um, in high school, um, she came to teach at Oklahoma's High School and she was really, um, she didn't teach me directly, but she was a mentor for me. Um, and she did a lot of work with the um, Black Student Union um, and our Black History Month assemblies. And so we worked together closely then. Um, and so, hi, Ms. Brooks, how are you doing today? I'm great. I'm super excited to be here too. All right. Um, would you mind telling me a little bit about yourself and what brought you to the Open Mills community? Well, I'm from Pennsylvania and I went to college at Towson University. I was English, creative writing and um, African-American studies. And so during that time I traveled all around and after I graduated, I moved to New Orleans and between studying abroad in Ghana and living in California for a semester and being in the deep South in New Orleans, I realized I really like this area. So I uh, actually just settled here after college with my new husband in specifically in Baltimore. And at a certain point, um, my husband who's an Oakland Mills High School graduate convinced me to give Oakland Mills a chance because I thought I was just gonna be a city girl and be in Baltimore forever. And I, I really did fall in love. And when we moved away to Costa Rica, um, I appreciated Oakland Mills in a way that I never could have if I had just stayed here. When you grow up here or you live here um, for a chunk of time, I think it's really easy to slip into 
complacency or comfort or just taking for granted how many resources and supports we have. But living in Costa Rica, as wonderful as it was, didn't have all of that. And so when we moved back, I my word of the year was connection. And so that's been like my life goal ever since is just getting as connected and community as much as possible. And that really took off when I reunited with you at Oakland Mills High School. I got to reconnect with a lot of students that I had had at Lake Elkhorn Middle School. And I got to work with people who really cared about Oakland Mills. And this is just my place. And, you know, and something that we can go back to our first episode is that sense that Dr. Fink said was a sense of community that really comes out of Oakland Mills that you really can't find at any other school. And, and that's something that, you know, Kiana and I still feel. And um, if you're feeling it, then, you know, it truly is something amazing. But I, I want to talk about something that you did um, with Oakland Mills Online. It's my understanding that, you know, this, well, I guess it's better for you to explain it, but I mean, it happened fairly quickly. Um, you know, I don't think anyone knew that Friday, March 13th was going to be the last day of, uh, you know, in-person school. Um, and it's my understanding that Oakland Mills Online shot into action the very next week on Monday, March 16th. So um, mm -hmm. can you uh, tell us a little bit about what is Oakland Mills Online and what inspired you to create this? Yeah, um, well, I'm going to go back to what Kiana said about the um, Black History Month Assembly. We were trying to do a variety of wraparound services and um, for that month in February. So one of the things that we wanted to do was like a door decorating contest. We wanted to have community conversations and then have an assembly, um, all these different actions. And I was in charge of the community conversations and I wanted to have small groups, spaces where we could learn from people. And so it went so well, like anybody that I asked said yes. And I was like, oh shoot, this is too many people. So we started the Scorpion Speaker Series out of the Black History Month activities. And that was two years ago. Last year, uh, it went from being that like Kickstarter once a month sort of thing to every Friday. And um, we were working thematically through the year and we'd had the Hispanic Heritage Month at the beginning, homecoming, um, disabilities awareness, world religions, we had all these different ones, Black History Month again. And in the month of March, we were celebrating Women's History Month. And we had a lot of really dynamic women coming on. And the week that school was canceled, we already had booked out like for a chunk of the rest of the year. And the next speaker we had was um, Sabina Taj and Christiana Rigby. And both of women are elected into their offices and we we're gonna be highlighting um, women in elected positions of power and leadership. And so I was really sad that that had to be canceled. And I was also really sad leaving my classroom, which to this day is like this petrified space, like this tomb, everything is exactly the way I left it. Um, I worried, you know, like what, what, what were my students gonna be doing? How are they gonna stay connected? We weren't really supposed to email anybody and we weren't supposed to be communicating at all. And I felt sad. That's just like my biggest word. And so I thought, well, what if we kept doing this? And honestly, another part of it is when I left to go live in Costa Rica, I was helping people write their books. So I was a writing coach. I've been doing that for years. And that's part of why I left like Elkhorn back then was I was ghost 
writing and publishing books for people. And I had a book writing workshop the day after our school buildings closed. And I remember the group of women, we laughed and at some point someone was crying and then other people kind of teared up and we left and everybody was really high energy. And I thought all of these emotional interactions can still happen even when we're quarantined, even when they're stay at home orders. And I don't know if you guys remember back then they were like in two weeks we'll open. And then in two more weeks we'll open. And everybody kept saying, well, what are you gonna do with Oakland Mills Online, which is like 8 a.m. to 6 p.m programming, you know, like starting from early morning journaling and um, different activities based on subject matter from math and science, English, social studies, um, fun with languages, creative arts. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, let's just play it by ear. It's not like anybody's getting paid. We're not really coming out of pocket with too much. I had a Zoom account. Um, we created a free website. Uh, we were using the free function scheduler to book people and honestly at first it was like the next day I was planning for like hey can you come on tomorrow and teach us about you know spinning wool and you're like okay or tell us what PPE stands for and like why people should wear masks and how they can make them at home you're like, okay it, it's now that we're booking months in advance and, and really thinking out but we're still very legal like we try to provide programming that people say they want. So if it's book clubs, we have a lot of book clubs. If it's Spanish, we do that. We tried to do tutoring, didn't work. Like nobody seemed to really want to have more screen time outside of class. So we let that go. Like we're just kind of going in whatever direction people want in order to stay connected. And now it's, you know, folks all over the country and actually the world too. They tune in and um, we say we started in Oakland Mills, but we're basically learning from one another all over. Yeah, and something something that I actually said in the first show was, uh, you know, us learning how to podcast came from one of the sessions that Oakland Mills Online had with Tom Cole over at Elevate Maryland. I gave you guys a shout out. Um, and, you know, I mean, that was pretty cool. You know, I didn't know how to podcast. And, you know, that the fact that Oakland Mills Online has such diverse different sessions that focus from, you know, the basics of English, science, math, but also go into some more of the creative aspects, I, I, I think is, is truly amazing. And it's really cool. Hmm. He's, he's awesome. And it's funny because the relationships that we've built in these sessions have now kind of transferred over into other spaces, you know, like connecting him with you guys and the ripple effect is real so I think that what I don't like personally is like just getting together the chit chat like the social hour I feel better when I'm learning from someone and I can like engage with them in a growth-based activity and I know that's annoying to hear from like a teacher because it's very stereotypical well, let's learn but I, I'd <laughs> rather learn and then like get to know you and what you're about and your interests um, rather than just kind of talk about like, hey, how are you doing? How's the weather? Um, what did you do today? Like, I, I mean, all that's fine, well and good, but I, I really do like being in the work. And so I, I realized that um, that has attracted a lot of other people because you can have the chit chat elsewhere. This is the only interactive learning space that I found online that's not like YouTube or Khan Academy, and those are not interactive. Those are, you know, um, 
receiving information, but not necessarily asking questions from, um, you know, like a famous illustrator or a successful business person or a doctor who's telling you about communicable diseases while you're living through a global pandemic. Yeah, for sure, Miss um, Brooks. I think definitely it was a way for it to be more engaging and easier for people to participate. And that's what I love about Criminals Online. Um, and so what are some of the sessions and guests you've had over the past? I know we've talked about um, Elevate Maryland, um, speaking about how to do podcasts, but what are some of the other ones you've had on Oakland Mills Online? Well, I'll plug a couple of cool things. Like I just found out that, I don't know if you guys know Busboys and Poets is a really cool space in the DC, Virginia, Maryland area. And they're gonna open their largest location in the Meriwether um, development behind Meriwether Theater. And I know. I am very, very excited. I've been going to Vault. I've been going to DC for years. So I'm really excited to have one in Maryland. Oh, can you continue? I was just sharing it's my It's not excitement. in Maryland. It's like you could ride your bike there from your house. It's so close. And they I have know. the largest, I wrote it down, but I don't have it with me. The largest outdoor seating space at the Meriwether location that's um, it's larger than any of the other locations. And um, they're gonna be working on the interior like next week. So like it's a go, it's happening. Um, there are outdoor spaces there already that have been utilized. And so we're excited to do some hybrid um, workshops. And we've been doing some hybrid ones already with a book club and GSA, that's the Gender Sexuality Alliance with some of our um, teenagers in the community. But this one could be for adults or people of all ages and we could kind of simulcast like what's going on. But anyway, um, Andy Shalal, the owner and creator of the this business model of like an amazing space for eating, for spoken word, for um, social justice work, um, multi, um, multi-use kind of library, not library, bookshop and gift shop. And then of course, artwork, like he features a lot of local artists and it really does attract a ton of different people who are interested in connecting. So I feel like it's very different from any other restaurant I've ever, do you agree, Kiana? Like it's very unique. So anyway, Andy Shalal came on, Oakland Mills Online, and he was one of our first uh, a guest for adults because we had done a lot of student and young people programming. And so now we've shifted to a lot of adult programming, but every so often we'll have folks who are kind of in between. Like we had Kazu Kabushi, he wrote the Amulet series. He's an author and illustrator. He also uh, redesigned the Harry Potter book covers, which was really cool. And that was one of our first like close to a hundred household gatherings because he has a huge following and, um, it was funny because he didn't know how to use online space to interact with his fans in that way. Um, he done like like Facebook Live, I guess, and stuff. But he ended up staying with us for over an hour. We had asked for thirty minutes, and it was it was very cool because he showed us everything, like anything the kids asked. He'd be like, "Oh, here, I'll show you. I'll draw that, or I'll show you some of my books that I've." drafted in these binders and it was just so cool and then we have I mean those are the workshop models but we have things that are very intimate and sharing like our early morning journaling 
our book clubs are just like reading great books and really sharing the personal connections and applying them to our world. And then our community forums um, are every other week and they're usually trying to process some big change. We've had so much change lately. Like how do you process all these big changes as a community? And we also have a lot of like not workshops interactive in the sense of like making something, but also just study groups, like learning about a mammoth concept, like the 1619 project. We have that every other Thursday. And that's a group of people who just want to know more, but they don't really know how to tackle such a big subject matter. So we try to chunk it for people and give them space in small groups, breakout rooms, to kind of process. And you guys were featured on one of our community forums. We brought together, um, it was at least 19 different uh, teen organizations in Howard County who are making a difference and are standing up in leadership spaces and seeking justice, equity, and inclusion in lots of different ways. So that one was dynamic because we had so many people watching you guys. That was another 100 household situation where um, we just had just about every elected official we reached out to said yes and showed up. So. That's pretty cool too. Yeah, and I, I remember I remember uh, us doing that, and I mean, I was like, well, I mean, it was so nice not only to see people in the community, whether they be you know community members or parents or elected officials, but it was also nice to see the other students, you know, and all the work that they've been doing, and it I, I thought it was really amazing because I, I I learned a lot there too. Um, so that that makes me happy. The networking is really important to us. We really want people to make their own connections and then like kind of continue on with those relationships. So if you meet and learn about each other and you're like, this is somebody I need to stay in touch with, then you have an intro that you probably wouldn't have had as easily, especially during quarantine, of making in your separate silos, separate yeah. spaces. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I guess we, I, I think that provides a perfect transition. I know you talked about some of the evening forums, the community forums that OML has done or is that, or, you know, that you've done in the past, but I guess I can say, what do you think is your favorite one? Oh, I hate that question. Let me think what is my favorite one. That teenage one, that teen activism one was one of my that's like the picking your favorite food or child question. Um, I realize that I really like ones where we really have to learn or like we're really uncomfortable. So we had, um, there's this awesome teacher. She's now my friend, but I didn't know her that well back then. But Kelly Thomas teaches over at Reservoir and she led um, a white fragility book club with me. So usually with book clubs, I try to bring in somebody who has a different lens perspective or strength that is more aligned with the topic matter than myself. So um, like coming up, we're doing there, there and an indigenous um, people's history of the United States. And so I'm gonna be working with a woman named Andrea who is, uh, I don't know which one she uses exactly, but she's um, a Native American. So it's important to me to partner with people. And every time I do, like you guys know Mr. Barry from Oklahoma High School. He was just in our last book club and he led the way with um, 
the color of law for the history of redlining and housing discrimination in the United States. So bringing in these different perspectives, I think is my favorite. And it's not what other people might term as fun, but I learned so much and it's so interesting. And I feel like I can never go back to how I was thinking before because <laughs> it was so, so good. But um, we've had amazing folks from our library system, Tonya Akers is now the president of Howard County Library System. Um, Hoko Polisso, writer in residence, Stephen Lieve, and he was amazing talking about anime. It just, there's just too many for me to, to think about, but I just am so grateful that we have. I always said the Scorpion Speaker series, I don't say this now because we're much broader than just Oakland Mills, but at Oakland Mills High School, I always, always said, you don't have to look far to find excellence in Oakland Mills because it's just everywhere like everywhere you turn you have you know the descendants of Aaron Magruder creator of Boondocks or um Bree Newsome you know she climbed the flagpole and took down the confederate flag and she's one of the most important voices right now in justice work in the United States so I mean those are just two examples literally Aaron Magruder was my husband's next door neighbor like these guys walked the same halls that you did they walk the same pathways that you are, and they're going to be making a mark in the world forever. You know, Randy Pausch, he wrote the last lecture. He's since passed away. That's why he wrote the last lecture, because he had retired due to his cancer. But, you know, this last year at our graduation, we had um, an astronaut from NASA. On OMO, we've had NASA experts on who live in the community. So, man, I... I obviously did not answer your question. I don't have a favorite, but I do get overwhelmed at how many cool people there are. And that's absolutely okay. I know that was sort of a, a gotcha question, <laughs> but uh, I mean, uh, I think everything you said is is absolutely important. And I know you said it so much. You don't have to look far to find excellence in Oakland Mills. And I, I second that. And I absolutely agree with that um, because it's, it's everywhere you go and it's, sometimes it's not highlighted or many in the community don't know. So I, I'm really thrilled that you brought that up today. So I, I got to ask, you know, Oklahoma Mills Online has been around for some time now, um, the past couple of months. Um, do you have any plans for Oakland Mills Online in the future? So it's been seven months now, which is hard for me to believe since March 16th. Um, and we are going to continue to see what the community needs and wants. Um, part of organizing folks through action is learning together, asking good questions, figuring out what roles we play. And so we're gonna continue to do um, fun things like we're doing like a read aloud now with the Cursed Child, one of J.K. Rowling's um, Harry Potter spinoffs, it's like a play. Um, do those kind of things alongside community forums about um, the image and advocacy work in Oprah Mills. You know, like those sorts of things will kind of go hand in hand. We're looking to par partner now with private businesses already um, in the works with officially, I don't even want to say officially, like we do so much work with Howard County Schools and with the library system and other organizations that like Horizon and stuff. Um, but to get into other spaces, I think is really important. And, and recognizing we're not going to be quarantined forever. Like people are going to be mixing and mingling in some form or fashion. And having in-person 
gatherings and hybrid options are really important to me. So I think that moving forward, we're going to be continuing to offer programming that people want in the spaces where they're comfortable, which is exciting. I'm really excited to see um, where Oklahoma's online, um, where we continue, where Oklahoma's online continues to reach. Um, one final question I was wondering, um, we like to ask these questions to all of our guests on our show, um, but what can we do or continue to do to have the voices of our community heard? Oh, that's a good question. Well, our next action meeting on um, the 17th of November, we're gonna be breaking into small groups to kind of figure out what your area of interest is and how you can fine tune that and activate it. So I would say that in any sense, if, if you want the voice to be heard, think about what space you want to be in. So if it's in education or if it's in government or if it's in um, like CAF is our collection of um, religious organizations in Howard County. It's so many of these spaces, the, the structure exists and they're desperate for fresh blood and for new perspectives, especially young people. So I think at this point, People don't need to reinvent the wheel. It's more about like figuring out how you can connect with organizations that have been waiting for you all this time. They've been really eager to have a variety of people at the table. It's just up to folks now to say like, I'm here, where's my seat? And to really um, influence policy and to influence programming and to really, um, bring more people into those spaces, to, to both enter them on your own and really lead, but also to reach back and to invite folks who might not have ever even thought about entering the spaces so that we can have more representation in every room where decisions are being made. That's, that's the most exciting thing, Jana. I think it's like having you and Sam in more spaces, talking to more people and really understanding that inner working and then getting more folks to join you. That's super, super important. All right. And again, thank you so much, Ms. Brooks, for joining us today. And we look forward to seeing all of the amazing work that OMO is doing, not just for the Oakland Mills community, but to all of those who utilize your platform. And uh, thank you so much for doing what you're doing. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you, Ms. Brooks.